Welcome to the Echo Cast. I am Bond Diesel. This is episode 48. I dub it this beta be good because I need to fully embrace embrace the the dad jokes, the dad memes. I've already I'm already smacking that dad bod, so why not fully embrace a few months early? I hope you're all well. If you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast based on mostly The Division, a little bit of other games, but it's mostly Division, now Division 2, updates the community, topics, things that are going on, maybe a little drama, but not really. I don't, that stuff's dumb because we're adults playing video games. But anyways, I joke about how long the episodes are sometimes, and this one I'm legitimately worried it may be roughly six hours. So the goal is to get through it, talk about the stuff and the things without completely losing everyone. So we've got state of the game recap, kind of, but not really. Uh, A lot of division news, a little bit of speculation, discussion of community topics, uh, a little bit of other stuff listener questions and content updates and we will wrap this baby up so state of the game recap no state of the game nothing announced at this point i do think that we'll get some kind of special report or state of the game um right before or after the beta the open beta which is coming up we'll talk about in a moment i still think that we need some those last details of the season pass we got talk you know we've gotten some of it we've gotten some of the information we want now this this additional activities thing let's just let's just bring it home don't tell us what it is exactly because i bet it's narrative stuff you know it's cosmetics things like that i'm okay with being surprised the thing is is that people still feel like they need to be sold on the season pass i didn't need to be but i was going to pay for almost anything this game put out and I am in the minority, or at least I should be. So sell it to us, sell it to these people. These people want to give you money, sell it to them. Don't make them just give you money on good faith because while I think it's deserved, I also 1000% understand why some people don't agree. Boom. The division news. Okay, so we're gonna cover multiple things here. The technical test, open beta, new in-game trailer, and the intelligence annex they put out about clans. First up, the tech test. Uh, We had kind of a surprise technical test that was announced. And it basically seems like it was kind of a little preview or or a test of what will be in the open beta minus a few things. I don't believe photo mode, the end game, or PvP was in it. Maybe it was. I can't remember. And I'm not going to look it up. So so there we are. It seems like a, uh, pretty much all of the ETF people were involved. Um, and I guess some people from the tech alpha, uh, not everyone. I know um, I wasn't included. I will admit I'm a little miffed about it. Uh, but that's me just being selfish. And it's not that big of a deal. To be honest, I've, I'm in a really weird spot where I want to play the game a lot, the Division 2. I want it right now. But I'm also a little worried about spoiling uh, just the excitement a bit for when the game actually comes out. 
Uh, with the open beta, I've I've really thought about not even playing in this new mission that's coming, about really just going in and just testing things and taking footage for videos uh, and kind of a preview to uh, to the actual release on the 12th or the 15th, depending on your version. Uh, there was no NDA with this tech test, uh, and I assume there just wasn't anything that breaking in there. They were worried about people showing. I believe people were even streaming the tech test. And the general feeling I've gotten is that a lot of things were fixed up. Uh, still some issues, but not nearly as bad as the private beta. And I don't know, I haven't seen any crazy gigantic ranting videos from anyone, but especially people that I'm willing to actually trust in any capacity. So tech test, that was interesting. They dropped that and think the day before they sent out invites. Uh, so, so there we go. The open beta will start on March 1st, uh, depending on when you're listening to this in just a couple days. Uh, it's, uh, it's a starts on a Friday. I imagine if you don't already have the private beta uploaded on your machine that uh, they'll probably do preloads on uh, the 28th or on Thursday. I will say on Xbox, you never deleted the private beta. You got a, I think 14 gig or 12 gig patch. I think PS4 got one or the other. Um, and you can actually start up the open beta and it even opens up and shows open beta. Like you can go all the way um, to the start screen. Uh, but of course it does not connect to any servers. Uh, in the open beta, we already know that we will start from scratch again. You'll have to play through the one through seven. Uh, we did get an official Twitter post that mentioned three missions. Um, I'm under the impression there's a library mission that has been added. Uh, that's the one that I'm not really sure I actually want to play because I almost kind of want to save it for the actual game. But we will see. I suspect curiosity is going to kill the cat on that one. Uh, and just as a reminder, the progress uh, that you make in this open beta will not carry over to the final release. So you will be playing through this stuff at least one more time, but probably many more times than that. Uh, one note to keep in mind is that once this uh, open beta is over, there will only be eight days left until early access. 11 days for everyone. It's real. It's happening. It's kind of hard to believe to a point. The open beta, I think I'm really excited for. I, I really hope that they uh, put in some stuff to kind of relieve some fears, to, to calm some sensationalism, to, to, uh, to, to chill people out just a hair, just a little, just a, just a wink because you know things were a little silly at the end of the private beta and uh yeah so open beta should be fun i'm gonna try not to overdo it because uh and i suggest others you know try not to don't don't wear yourself out you know i put 23 hours into the private beta it was probably too much just to be straight up so uh you know get in there test some stuff out report anything you find but uh, i suggest not spoiling the actual game for yourself but it's a free country. You do whatever you want. Uh, they released a new endgame trailer, which was really cool. And 
it essentially talked a little bit about um, kind of what the, the Black Tusk takeover of DC or the attempted takeover means in the open world and the end game. It showed footage from uh, the open world. It showed footage from missions. Um, it showed a decent amount of footage from, I assume, the occupied zones with the Black Tusk fighting there, where I highly suspect, uh, you know, everyone's so excited for the rules of PvP or the lack thereof. And I think they're underestimating how uh, how brutal uh, the, the occupied zones are going to be with these super hyped up enemy factions, including and especially the Black Tusk. One cool thing that was shown during this was I assume some footage or some screenshots of the blockades that we're going to run into. So we know that there's some type of like settlement blockades that I'm assuming crop up uh, either, you know, they're triggered in some way or maybe random. And my guess is that they actually de deteriorate the settlements in the different parts of the map until you take them down, which I assume hurts you or hurts the, you know, your allies or, or so on and so forth in some way. Uh, they, they look like they're kind of pop-up camps that are pretty heavily fortified. Um, so I can't tell if there's like blockades that are really highly defensed and set up like fortresses. And then there's also little um, like little little setups out in the open world that they put up that aren't quite as heavy. It kind of seems like there's a mix, but um, I don't think they've detailed that. And, you know, that trailer is only like two minutes long, so it's hard to decipher too much from it so um yeah very interesting though uh this also showed a little bit of footage from operation dark hours which is the raid this is the first real info we have about the raid other than the fact that raids will exist uh, what's really neat is that they basically uh, completely revealed the location of it, which is in the Washington National Airport, which is a real location. And as I've said in some other mediums, it, this is really interesting because um, this is relatively close to the playable map that we're aware of. But not exactly. It, it's a fair amount away. Um, it's actually in Maryland, I believe. So, um, yeah. So that really opens up the possibilities for the other raids and e maybe even other game modes or types of missions or whatever. So I think everyone's really hoping for a raid and the Pentagon, which seems, you know, perfect for that. But the Pentagon could be really cool for maybe other modes as well. So I wouldn't get completely set on that. I think we've got a lot of um, a lot of possibilities with with a lot of this stuff. We have uh, an announcement of World Tiers returning, and there's going to be World Tier 5 again. What's different, it seems, is that rather than just uh, climbing the World Tiers with gear, you're actually going to be uh, taking on specific tasks, these strongholds um, being a part of it. So I'm, I'm not sure if these blockades are something that's out in the open world. They're maybe not quite as serious. And these strongholds are like the ultimate in-game you know, short of the raids and stuff like that. But you have to beat these strongholds in order to go up world tiers and then get stronger gear. We also found that high end gear and guns would come at end game. So I'm not sure if that means that, you know, from 29 and below, the best gear you can get is purple. Uh, I'm not sure if exotics will be limited to the, the end game or not. 
uh, these are the types of questions that, while I'm curious and it, and it wouldn't be the end of the world for me to know the answer, I also am kind of cool with not knowing. This is the type of thing, see, we really have to try to figure out a balance between what we like need to know, you know, things that like, like the pre-order bonuses and this other stuff people have been kind of going on about and things that maybe people want to know, but you know, kind of spoils it a bit. So, you know, it's kind of a tough balance. I, and I, and so far I think they're actually doing pretty well. Um, I think they've definitely revealed a lot of stuff that I sort of wish we wouldn't have seen, uh, like the giant drones in the air and so on and so forth. But uh, I, I still think that there's a lot for us to probably learn, and I'm excited to do that. One thing that uh, Frederick Thylander pointed out that he felt like maybe wasn't conveyed very well in the trailer was that um, in the end game, it's not just the Black Tusk that's a threat and is powerful and is struggling for the city. That all of the previous factions are still there, and in fact, they're kind of boosted up, and they're you know also more dangerous, and also you know going to be a part of this giant struggle between the Shade Agents, you know, the all of the existing factions, and now the addition of the, of the Black Tusk. Uh, there was a bunch of footage also released separate from these trailers from IGN and other outlets that went into uh, specific things like the specialization trees and how those are going to work out. Uh, Marco Style did a really good video detailing the trees and the stats within them. Um, it basically seems like the invaded missions feeling a little tough when we played them in the private beta kind of makes sense because we're playing with specialized specialized agents without any upgrades uh, and these upgrades make uh, the agents significantly more powerful and i imagine when you have all of those upgrades those invaded missions are still challenging but not nearly as so that's really cool um he he did kind of point out some concern that the survivalist specialization seems like it's basically going to be the go-to for pvp um, and that there may need to be some balance they do point out that the the stats in these specialization trees are not finalized in the footage shown so they very well may adjust things um you know my thing harkens back to the old only buffs no nerfs you know while that isn't always possible you know i'm totally fine to accept nerfs when they're completely necessary i i uh I really like the idea of focusing more on giving power rather than taking it away. So my thoughts overall on this endgame information is is really interesting. You know, I, I think it's kind of impossible to not compare it to other games that are out or have recently come out or came out a while ago. And right now it's all talk. You know, it's not, you know, we have to we have to really see this stuff actually happen. Um, but you know, so far the talk is right, the talk is good. We're, we're seeing more in-game, it seems, than, you know, I would, I've said it a few times and maybe I'll regret it, but it honestly seems like this game's going to be more feature-rich at launch than the Division 2, uh, Division 1 is currently in 1.8.3. Uh, that That is, I guess, kind of a knock on Division 1 a bit. Uh, but more than anything, it, it's, it's a huge compliment to Division 2. And even if it's like comparable or maybe I'm wrong, the thing is, is that the activities available just seem more meaningful and more interesting and more varied uh, 
than maybe anything we ever did in Division One. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of things like the Underground, and you know, I really like survival, even though I'm completely burnt out on it. Um, but those modes, you know, got you know kind of old fairly quickly. I can still mindlessly run Underground. But man, it would have been nice if every now and then we would have been challenged in a little bit different way. And it seems like a lot of the stuff we're going to be doing, uh, it seems to do that. So, so hashtag excitement, right? Because everyone loves hashtags. Wink. <laughs> uh, the last thing here uh, in the information part is the intelligence annex on clans. This was kind of unexpected. They. Uh, I, I think no one really uh, mentioned or brought up that they didn't do a roadmap for information this month. Uh, and I don't know if they did one last month either, uh, but if I remember correctly, we did not get one. So all the stuff we've been getting has just been kind of a surprise, which is okay. Uh, but I really hope that, especially right when the game comes out, we have a very clear and concise uh, roadmap for the next month, for the next six months, maybe for the rest of 2019. I assume with this DLC that's already planned and that's going to be free for everyone, they already have relatively good timelines on when that stuff is going to come out. So we shall see. But this intelligence annex on the clans, you know, clans are something we haven't gotten a ton of information on uh, and it hasn't been involved in the private beta. I don't know about this tech test that just happened. Uh, I suspect it will be deactivated in the open beta. I kind of hope it is, um, or at the very least, if it's open, that they wipe everything because it'd be kind of a bummer if people uh, you know, who played the open beta maybe never even end up playing the game, you know, stole a bunch of cool clan names and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so they reiterated that clans will have a limit of 50 members. Uh, they are not cross-platform. Uh, so if you play on Xbox and PC, you'll need to be in two different clans or create two different clans if you if you want to do that uh, and everything in the clans will be handled in game so i was definitely hoping there would be some kind of website system or even an app well we know that the app isn't happening and at least in the meantime it seems like there's no apis with the whole game including clans and more than likely everything is going to be handled in game so hopefully you know they, they make it all fairly reasonably easy to use and manage but we shall see a uh, big caveat is that you need to have at least four members in a clan to be able to rank up your clan to earn rewards and so on and so forth. And uh, you can kind of label your clan um, as being uh, a, a certain type of clan that goes towards certain activities, PVE, PVP, cooperative, you know, there, there's a bunch of selections and that will help people if you have an open clan that people can uh, just join then it will help there or sorry I had to yawn cheesel pizza um, or you know you can invite people yourself if you make your own so um, and a little interesting tidbit that they threw out was that each clan will have access to two voice channels that hold up to 25 people so I guess I don't so I guess this is supposed to be for some kind of management you know if you want to do like clan meetings and stuff like that where you can talk about what you guys are working towards what's going on you know new members maybe stuff like that my only issue with it is that 
if you have a clan of 50 people, <laughs> you can't talk to them all. You can only talk to half of them. I assume there's some technical limitations in there, which is why they have to do it like this. Uh, but it's just worth keeping in mind that you cannot talk to your entire clan at once through these voice channels. But in this next little part, uh, the clan feed will show activities that, uh, that, that are happening and being worked on and will also allow messages to be left, I assume, by designated leadership. So I'll talk about ranks here in a moment, but I'm going to go ahead and hope that not everyone can post to the clan feed uh, and that maybe only uh, designated people can. Speaking of that, uh, the next bit of info was that uh, clans can be set as open, invite only, or private. And within a clan, you have four ranks. You have commander, which I assume will only be the person who created it. You have lieutenant, agent, and recruit. So recruits, I guess, don't really get much uh, ability to do anything in the clans except participate. Uh, agents have a little more, uh, it appears, you know, I would suggest reading the annex for more detail. Lieutenants, I assume, can probably kick members, bring people on, all of that. And then, like I said, your commander. Maybe there's more than one commander you can assign. But I really like this idea of having uh, this hierarchy, sort of. Uh, the clans themselves can be leveled up to level 30 uh, using clan XP, which when you're part of a clan with four or more members, you, you get from basically, it seems like doing almost anything in the world. And as your clan ranks up, uh, you can customize your clan tags more and it appears there's a bunch of other things. It also appears that there's like clan, um, like qualities. So like gold, platinum, you know, silver and things like that, that seem to change and increase the type of rewards that are available to you. The last bit is that there's a clan quarters section in the east wing of the White House, a base of operations. Uh, here you'll be able to see ongoing events and information, progress on events and so on. And I believe that you can collect rewards and, and do things like that. So um, I'm really excited to see how these are customized, see how you know these provide information to people. Uh, and I, I really just, this clan system is going to be really cool. People wanted it for a long time. Now it's not just going to be a bunch of tryhards with their tags and their gamer tags. And, uh, geez, I'll beat some hiccup now. Um, the, uh, you know, it, it's good stuff. The, the, I think the clan system, I assume is something they felt would be helpful for the eight person raids that they're bringing. But just in general, this was a system I saw in destiny 2 that was neat but seemed like they had really kind of half-assed it a bit and it seems like this division 2 clan system uh, is maybe inspired by what they did but it definitely seems much more in depth and like there's a lot more to it you know will it work out in practice maybe my biggest concern with clans is that it's going to turn at least in the in the relatively small community part that's on like twitter and twitch and so on is it's going to turn into this big drama fest of who joins whose clan who gets kicked out and who starts their own and all this silly stuff so you know hopefully we can keep our head out of those weeds but unfortunately uh i've been around people for my whole life and i I don't have a ton of faith in people keeping it keeping it real, as the as the kids say. So um, I'm I'm really curious about that. Um, for myself, I plan on joining someone else's clan, and I don't know who. Uh, whoever looks like it'll be a good fit for PC, but on Xbox, I do plan on doing my own clan uh, where I'll invite mostly people probably who watch the stream, so I can play with people um, and we can try to get maybe some raid groups together and 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 stuff like that. But we'll see. 
but yeah i think the clan system is going to be huge for the game i'm really excited i'm excited to see how it expands and grows as the game is on it seems like nothing that we're gonna see at release of the game is permanent and that we very well may see significant changes in all types of uh in, in all types of ways including the level 30 cap for clans it'd be really cool if eventually they raise that to 40 or 50 or higher and and give more rewards more things to do uh, more customizations and and stuff like that so there we go uh speculation and discussion so i have some community topics uh, not really many uh, the first thing is just kind of an observation of how it appears there must be some kind of event going on in dc this week or weekend or something uh, because multiple people um, from devs to pr and and so on have been posting pictures of them flying to dc um i really wish i could have been a part of this thing i'm generally aware that it was happening but got zero details about it but after well e3 even though it was a while ago but after the san francisco event and just me being kind of short on pto and with a baby on the way uh unfortunately i wasn't able to take a, take up any kind of opportunity like that uh and i'm crazy jealous and super bummed out but i hope anyone who was able to go had a ton of fun uh the second subject here is is the the anthem comparison discussion let's Let's do this. So full disclosure, I have not played the final game of Anthem. Anthem was a game I was super pumped about when it first got teased a couple years ago. I was a lot less pumped about it when I actually saw gameplay in 2018. And then after playing in their alpha and both of their betas, uh, I'll just say it's it's not my type of game. I, I wanted it to be, I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Now. When it comes to the comparison, so I'm seeing lots of talk already. I'm, um, I'm seeing you know Division fanboys who are ripping on Anthem for various reasons. I'm seeing Anthem fanboys who, you know, I I, I think I think the problem is is that people get so stuck on their side that that they'll just lie to themselves. I've I've done it with Division. I've seen it with the Division community. Um, and I'm seeing it with the Anthem community right now. And honestly, it's a bummer because I'm seeing people literally just ignore significant issues and either just pretend they aren't having them or that they aren't that big of a deal. And uh, that very well may be true. And that's their opinion. And that's cool. But I, I learned from being involved in the division for this, this, this whole life of the first game, uh, ups and downs and so on and so forth is that it's it's completely possible to to promote yourself as and to be a giant fan of a game um, and also be real honest about how that game sucks in some ways um, that's definitely the case with the division one it'll probably be the case with division two to a point and i guess it's just been weird for me to see people who especially people from the division community who have gone to anthem and even to a point maybe shunned the division in some ways uh, and its community just just making the same mistakes and that people made in, in division one and it's just odd it's it's kind of funny if i have to be totally honest but it's just it, it's it's interesting i guess uh is one way to put it and i just really um i really encourage people though i've definitely uh, on my side 
tried to, you know, I've taken a few pot shots at Anthem just out of good fun for the most part, but I've also tried to be pretty humble uh, or, or be somewhat chill about it because I fully recognize that until we have Division 2 in our hands, uh, you know, there, there, there's no proof that we're going to be in a better situation. Do I think we will be? Uh, from what I've seen and from what I've touched and played myself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that um, Division 2 is going to release with some issues. It's not going to be perfect. Uh, there may even be major issues at release, which I really hope there aren't, but you never know. Um, but it, it just seems like... Like, I guess the tough part for me is is the people who are just ignoring just some really core problems in, in Anthem. Um, and, and I know, you know, you see these sensationalized videos... Um, from people uh, on, on YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, if you're watching videos about anything, not just games, but especially games, and in this case, especially Anthem, say it's only negative. That's not a great source. But also, if it's only positive, that's a bad source as well. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I definitely will always suggest not uh, listening to anyone who is only one way because uh, you're 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 dealing with agendas there either people are completely positive and they are trying to get in uh with with uh, the devs or whatever even though i'll tell you what with division uh being only positive with them their bs meters go off uh, and and whether people believe that or not i've come to find that most of the devs i've interacted with uh, appreciate people who are reasonably critical probably a lot more than people who are 1000% fanboys and only like what they and, and only say what they like and, and maybe even ignore what they don't so I just I just caution people to be weary of comparing Anthem to Division 2 um, I, I personally have always hated the comparisons between Destiny and Division uh, Warframe and Division which I don't think is quite as common but it does you know happens here and there um, Anthem is not the division. I, I get that they're they're both based on being like looter shooters, um, but but they're not the same game. And I think it's fine to say that you like one or the other more, or you wish that one had the features that the other had, or so on and so forth. But I just really caution about getting uh, too stuck up in your tribe. Uh, you know, I don't care about Anthem. But I do want it to be good for my friends who want to love it and who do love it. Uh, for me, I could give a damn, but that's the same way I feel about Destiny and Warframe. I don't like those games. I think they're boring. I don't think they're that good. But uh, that's just my opinion, which doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, what I do care a lot more about than my own opinion is that uh, the people who are excited, uh, who you know enjoy these worlds and enjoy these things, you know, get what they deserve. And what they deserve is a good game. It's just kind of a shame that it seems like we, we keep seeing these situations where people probably don't really get what they deserve and 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 then they have to wait for it and see if it ever comes. So I certainly hope that happens with Anthem. Division 2 is better. Kiss my butt. Um, <laughs> the uh, other things I want to talk about here is I, I really highly suggest that people want a game uh, that will help break up some of their uh, Division 2 time or even between now and the release. Uh, even if you don't like Battle Royales, if you've played PUBG, if you've played uh, Fortnite, if you've played Blackout and didn't really care for them, I really, really highly suggest at least checking out Apex Legends. Um, it's it's fast paced. It's a little overwhelming. 
um, but it has a lot of features that make it easy for everyone to learn. And I just really can't recommend it enough. And, and this isn't sponsored, no hashtag ad. Uh, I just like the game. And, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't really expect to find a game before Division 2 came out that I would genuinely, genuinely want to keep following once Division 2 came out. Uh, but I want that because I don't want to just play Division 2 for the next three years. Because even if it's the best game that's ever been made, I'll eventually hate it. So I love the idea of at least one game coming up here now. I'm sure there will be more in the future uh, that, that really does that. So check it out. It's free. Literally, you don't have to pay a penny. And if you use a Twitch, you know, uh, a Twitch deal right now, you can get a bunch of free uh, loot as well and, and skins. So I would check it out. Uh, it is first person. It's very fast paced, uh, but it's just it, it's quick. Uh, the, the rounds are fairly quick and, and it takes a little bit of learning. Um, but there's enough, uh, it's easy enough for someone to just jump in, but there's enough depth and skill to it that you can get better and there's lots of room to get better. So if you want something to do, I suggest it. The other bit here was I saw that fallout 76 has released a roadmap that is going to include some new story, uh, some legendary items and a bunch of other stuff. That's cool. Because as, as awful as that situation has been with that game, um, I know, again, it's kind of like what I was saying with Anthem. There's people who really like Fallout 76. Now, are they maybe fooling themselves a bit? Are they maybe letting their fanboyism take over a little? More than likely. But at the end of the day, if they're happy, that's what matters. And to know that they're still putting out, you know, putting out new content for that game, um, I think that's great and, and good on them. What's really interesting is there's been some rumors floating around is that there may be another Fallout game coming out this year, which the rumor is, is that it would possibly be a Fallout 3 remaster. I would be completely down for that. Um, I know even Fallout 4 had its critics. I honestly thought Fallout 4 was really good. Uh, I understood why people didn't like the story and kind of, you know, the, the limitation of, of the things you could do compared to previous games. But personally, I found like, especially the gunplay to be way more satisfying. So I've always said, if you could take a lot of the um, quality of life stuff and the gameplay stuff from Fallout 4 and redo uh, like Fallout 3 with it, with that more in-depth story, uh, more choices to make, more meaningful choices to make, uh, and, and a lot of ambiguous uh, storylines to go down. Uh, that would be super cool. And honestly, I would be super duper into that. Okay, uh, we have one listener question this week. Be sure to submit yours for next week if you want me to ramble about something you are curious about. Uh, this week, again, we have Jernsum NL who asked or kind of stated, uh, were you surprised by the technical test this weekend? I, for one, think it's a good sign of an effort to iron out certain things, and that's there's a little bit more to it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I was completely surprised. I, I guess I, I was under the impression there was going to be a private beta, which we got, and then a closed beta uh, around this time of the month, and then an open beta when we're getting the open beta. Um, I, I'm assuming there must have been some issues that caused them to cancel one of those betas. Um, but the fact that they did this, this tech test seemingly to 
uh, basically check out and test what's going to be in the open beta and probably some of the fixes that they've done since the private beta or that were already done in the private beta but not implemented yet uh no i, I was surprised by it i agree i think it's a good sign um you know it seems like they're pushing out a lot of stuff i don't remember things being pushed out like this with division one um although i have to admit that while i followed it pretty closely i definitely followed it in a different level of attention than i currently am uh, with content updates to wrap things up here, uh, I have significantly updated the Discord uh, for the EchoCast and for the stream. Um, I added a bunch of new rooms. I took out a bunch that I knew no one was ever going to use. And uh, I also added a role for Twitch subscribers. So um, this automatically works. So if you are a sub on my Twitch channel and you're in my discord channel uh, as long as you have your twitch and discord connected you will have your own little purple uh, name and you'll have a different role and you'll be promoted right up there at the top and uh, you know in a showing of my thankfulness uh, i've added things uh, like question of the week as a room uh, and even a caps only room which i think is funny in other discords i decided to add it myself and uh, the question of the week room, though, I'll be posing a question every Sunday or Monday. I just try to get some conversation started. Maybe I'll use, you know, some of the answers for, for videos or topics in the Echo Cast. But really, I just want to maybe take some hot topics in the community, throw them out there and see what people think of them. Um, I probably am going to do a purge on the Discord. Um, they, they have a, a feature where you can cut people who haven't checked it in more than 30 days. It looks like we would lose about 20 people the last time I checked. And, and I think that's okay. I, I don't want to really boost my numbers on there. I'm perfectly happy to, uh, to have a smaller Discord if it means it's people who are actually participating in some capacity. Big updates with Twitch, they are now allowing affiliate streamers to have up to five tier one emotes. Uh, in the history, it's only been one emote, uh, and before that, it was none. And uh, it's interesting how they're rolling it out. So they already rolled out a second tier five or tier one uh, emote for people who have, I think, over like five subs or something. Uh, in May, we'll unlock the fifth, uh, and you will need to have more than 50 subscribers at that time. Uh, in order to unlock that so uh for my channel uh, we actually have i think 51 subs right now uh, so as long as we can maintain or even grow uh, we'll be able to have all those emotes i'm reusing a few old ones currently uh you know and then i expect probably around division uh two or probably maybe even around may i may have some new emotes commissioned uh to fill it out and maybe take some suggestions uh, from the community uh, i think the bond emote is a must i like the hype emote uh, and other than that i'm willing to to do what people want uh, for me, this is interesting, though, because it makes me wonder how partners feel about it. Um, at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest things about being a partner is the different revenue sharing and having that check mark. I think, means a lot to people, as it should. Um, but this is another move that Twitch is making that, you know, like I would love to be a partner on Twitch one day. Um, I'm not trending that way currently. I, I think I'm averaging, you know, 20 to 30 uh, viewers per stream uh, on average, which is great because chat has been incredibly lately, but it puts me not even one third of the way uh, almost to partnership. So uh, I will say, though, the more of these changes they make, you know, that's still a goal I want to attain. But uh, this sure makes the way easier, I guess, is what I'll say. 
Um, I will be ramping up the streams on that note quite a bit. Uh, as Division 2 releases, I'm going to try to shoot for five streams a week, obviously, you know, through the summer and especially in late summer when, uh, you know, myself and, and, the, and the Bay Diesel are expecting a little bouncing baby something. Uh, you know, that's probably going to change at least for a, for a time until we figure out some kind of routine. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm going to try to ramp it up. I really want to get back into it. Um, I want to really play the story through by myself and heavily, you know, just comb the world by myself and then really get in heavy with gearing up with other people, getting ready for the raid, going into the DZ, doing conflict, doing end game activities. Uh, just even thinking about it. I'm so excited. There's so much, it's gonna, so much available to do and it's, it's going to be a freaking blast. Uh, also, I'm currently sitting here sore as hell from going to the gym yesterday for the first time in probably a year. Uh, maybe not quite, but pretty close. Um, as Division 2 comes around, uh, I, I've definitely realized that you know streaming and doing content creation and all of this stuff has been one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my life. Like, honestly, it's been a blast. It's afforded me opportunities uh, that I could have never even imagined, like going to E3 last year and so on. The downside is uh, I've basically stopped playing sports like I was when I started. I was I was playing in two or three soccer leagues and two or three volleyball leagues back when I started streaming. I'm currently in zero of each. And um, I've gained, um, I bet I weighed about maybe 195, 200 when I started and I'm, and I'm pushing, you know, 250 plus right now. Um, there's lots of reasons. Uh, when I started streaming, if anyone remembers back then, I actually tore my Achilles and, uh, was, and that's the main reason I got started on stuff. And, uh, and, and when I recovered, I actually heard it immediately again, uh, three or four months later. Uh, and now, you know, and then I just kind of never fully got back. So, Moving forward, I do fully plan on starting to go to the gym more often, eating a little better. Um, I still really, if anything, I actually think I can be more focused on this stuff uh, by, you know, planning my time and being more efficient uh, with my streams and with videos and the in the in this podcast and so on. So, um, I will be straight up though. There may be times where I decide to pick the gym or doing something healthy over a stream. Um, I'll apologize now, but I, I think the healthier I am, the more weight I lose, the more I get back into activities I was doing before and seeing my friends and, and doing stuff that maybe I've you know sucked back a little bit from over this last couple of years, uh, the better my content's going to be. So I appreciate any support people are willing to give. We're all kind of in this together. And I really encourage you, if this sounds like something you've done as well, you know, give it a go as well. It's uh you know, it's, it's easy to plan stuff. It's a lot harder just to do it. That said, if you like the podcast, please follow on whatever platform you are listening on. If you are listening on iTunes, please, 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 please rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps me and it helps others find this podcast. If you check the podcast out on YouTube and you want to see more, please sub the channel, like the video, and comment below. Let me know what you thought about what I had to say today. Tell me I'm dumb. I'll delete it. But you can still comment. But more than anything, ask questions. Give your opinion. I want to hear it. You can find me on Twitch, where I stream multiple times a week, and on Twitter, both as Bond Diesel. You can find links to those pages as well as a bunch of other ones in the description below. That's all I have. So until next time.